Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show, special edition. I'll tell you why. We're going to be talking about, again, Bishop Strickland. I mean, many of you know he's in investigation from the Vatican. We're starting a, a prayer novena yesterday of nine days. Our Father, Hail Mary, and a glory be, and some act of charity, and, act, uh, and that is being offered for the protection of Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler. And that's one of our topics today. Who is the bishop that's investigating the Bishop Strickland case? And that's what we're going to talk about. Also, this is brutal, everybody. Drag marchers in New York, homosexuals, have been yelling out this parade that we're coming after your children. If that doesn't get mom and dad concerned about these uh, drag uh, marchers, then nothing will. And then I think the best thing is, how do we deal with our enemies how do we pray for them how do we you know how what discipline do we use to help us understand that praying for people who are attacking the church like we had to deal with at dodger stadium so those are the topics also i want to i know jesse's going to be calling in so oh jess okay brother so jess i wanted to mention a couple uh, what i what we call need to know files it seems like not just america's pushing back but we have a italian city moves to strike names of lesbian partners from babies' birth certificates. So that's something that just took place in Italy. Also, and in Spain, a Catholic politician entrusts the government to the Blessed Virgin Mary after a big, big win in an election. That's what she you know, did. And this is really interesting. Her name is Maria Jose Catalina. She was elected the new mayor of Valencia. And that's, I think, the fourth largest city, no, third largest city in Spain. So good news. I think people are all over the world are getting tired of what I consider just secular humanism and whatever feels good, do it. So that's what I have for the need to know file. Jess, do you have anything before we get to the good news of the gospel? Yeah, a couple, a couple things, Terry. Good, I'm glad. Um, we have... Uh, a fire at an Orlando Catholic church. Yes. Incarnation Catholic church late Saturday night, a fire caused damage to almost all of the church's interiors. And the fire apparently started on the altar. The news has spurred concerns about anti-Catholic violence as it came on the first anniversary of the Supreme court decision of Roe overturning Roe versus Wade. So, uh, and Jesse, can I jump in? That's an Anglican ordinariat parish. I know because we have here at Sacred Heart Chapel, and those priests were known for speaking out against homosexual actions, as calling it as the catechism intrinsically evil. And so, uh, they uh, just to, just a note, they were very outspoken on these issues, and their house and their church, yeah, was burned. Well, it, yeah, it makes sense that they would be targeted on the yeah. first anniversary. Sure. Also. The majority of Americans, Terry, 68% of U.S. registered voters yes. are concerned that Biden doesn't have the necessary mental and physical health to run the country, according to an NBC News survey. Yeah. Uh, too many Americans are, are uh, worried and anxious about his mental fitness. Well, the other, just a quick note on that one, too, 68%, the uh, 22% that didn't uh, probably haven't seen him, because once you see and hear him, uh, 99.9% will say that. Continue, Jess. 
Yeah. Pretty oh, obvious. So, yeah. Uh, on the on the first anniversary of the Dobbs ruling, yes. the Pregnancy Resource Center operator, Janet Durig, yes. published an important op-ed about the violence that these vital clinics have been facing since the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Right. She said, even more unacceptable than the hatred and violence visited upon our buildings is the manner in which these acts affect real women in need and their babies, she wrote. What we have endured in this country in the last year is an ugly form of discrimination against mothers who choose life. Well said. Also, uh, local governments work to, to unite Americans in response to the controversial pride flag being flown on public property, including the White House, including the Vatican Embassy in the U.S. Wow. Local governments across America are instituting legislation to ensure that citizens remain united under the stars and stripes. States, municipalities, and school districts are making it illegal to fly, drape, or display any other flag other than the American flag on public properties like Capitol buildings and schools. Awesome. The trend is even seen in blue states like California. Wow. Terry, so that's good news. That is fantastic. So, uh, even in California. Any, oh, my yeah. gosh. Wow. Thanks, Jess. Yeah. So that, that's all I've got, Terry. All right, Jess, well, let's get some soul food in our soul. Uh, here on the Gospel of Matthew, we've been going through that gospel all week and all last week. So let's do it, Jess. Speak, Lord, your yep. servants are listening. Mm-hmm. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 6, about chapter 7, verses 6 to 14. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to his disciples, do not give holy, do not give what is holy, to dogs, or throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn and tear you to pieces. Do to others whatever you you do, you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. Enter through the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the road that leads to destruction, and those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life, and those who find it are few. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A few things, uh, short gospel, yep. but very punchy. Here's a few things that I would that I would have to say that are very very appropriate. Number one, when Jesus Christ says, Do not give what is holy to dogs or throw your pearls before swine, lest you trample them underfoot and, and turn, and they turn and tear you to pieces. Uh, back in the Old and New Testament, the people that were called dogs, and this is in Scripture, and I can show you the Greek words for this, they used to call homosexuals dogs. They also called Gentiles dogs. Mm-hmm. So those are the two classes of people that were called, in other words, it, they were a very reviled group in, 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 the, in the scriptures to be that, for that term to be used. Mm-hmm. Now, do not, do not give what is holy to the dogs 
many of the church fathers talked about, there's two exegesis here. They say what is holy is the word of God. Don't give what is holy to the dogs. To, to people who spurn and reject the word of God, just move on. Wipe your feet on the mat, you know, dust yourself off and move on to the next house or to the next town or to the next silly village. Also, don't give what's unholy to the dogs would be the Eucharist. Some of the fathers of the church said, this is a reference to the Holy Eucharist. And so how does that affect us today? Well, Terry, there are Catholic churches that are doing pride masses. That's right. So what does that mean? They are giving Holy Communion, which is God, which is the holiest person in the universe. They are giving it, I'm just telling you, and I'll, I can prove this to you, the the exegesis of the word homosexual, the way it was used in the Old Testament, that was a reference to homosexuals. And I can give you, you know, a dozen verses to prove what I'm saying. Yes. And so we're doing this right now in Catholic churches, Terry. Horrible. We are giving what is holy to what the old, in the Old Testament, what they would call the, homo, the homosexuals, the practice of homosexuals, they would call them dogs. Yep. Now also, uh, do to others whatever you would have them do to you. This is the law and the prophets. That's the golden rule. That you know, you can pretty much know that by natural law. Yeah. That you shouldn't treat people bad. Don't treat people like you don't want to be treated. You don't even have to be told that by our Lord Jesus Christ and the golden rule. You would know this simply through natural law. And also the final one, which speaks to. Uh, which which speaks to the uh, issue of universal salvation. There's a lot of people that believe that everybody will be saved. It was an old heresy in the yep. fourth century that's come back with 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 the modernists. That's right. This uh, the the fact that enter through the narrow gate. Who's the gate? John chapter ten. Jesus is the gate. For the gate is wide and the and the road broad that leads to destruction. And those who enter through it are many. In other words, many people enter into destruction. What's destruction? Hell. And those who enter through it are many. How narrow the gate and constricted the road that leads to life. The Greek word is zoe, which means eternal life. And those who find it are few, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesse, the feast day is St. Cyril of Alexandria. He was a bishop and doctor of the church. I want to apply this. I know we'll talk to Sheen when we get back, but he was born in 376. And when I tell you about St. Cyril of Alexandria, boy, we need a St. Uh, Cyril of Alexandria oh, today God. in the church. Because when I tell you what he did at one of the councils of the church, an ecumenical council at Ephesus, ah, I'm going to say, man, sign me up. I need him here now. Stay with us. This is the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin, most powerful radio. Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. I was mentioning today's feast, St. Cyril of Alexandria, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. Born in 376, died in 444. He was the Patriarch of Alexandria, Egypt, and was an able theologian who became the glory of the church in Egypt. 
During his ecumenical council in Ephesus, he defended the oneness of persons in Jesus Christ and the divine maternity of the Blessed Virgin Mary against Nestorian's heresy. Boy, do we need someone like that today in the church, Jess. Wow. All right. Let's Absolutely. Yeah. He, he, Jesse, this is the kind of... Just pray for us. Yeah, and these are the guys that are considered in our church today as imprudent because they speak so boldly on the faith. Okay, let's bring the smartest guy into the room. Oh, Sheena had. He says, if one accepts the false philosophy of life, that there is no absolute distinction between right and wrong, which is our culture today, good and evil, depended solely upon one's point of view, you know, I have my truth, your truth, that the individual himself is determinant of the virtue and vice, and then adds to it some very evil deeds in keeping with the philosophy, like killing unborn babies, promoting homosexual marriage, it will not be long until the conscience is drugged and even killed. Jess Romero, this is prophetic what Sheen just said, because we're living in that time where people's conscience is dead because of sin. <laughs> I know. I'm just yeah, she nailed it. And you know what, Jess? <laughs> no, and, and, I should laugh because it's, it's, it's so painfully obvious. It is. And this is one of the reasons I'm still convinced that beatif- we're going to have a show on a week from Monday with the Fulton Sheen update on his beatification. There are people who don't want to have Fulton Sheen beatified because he teaches this. He teaches the perennial teachings of the church, the deposit of faith. And some people in the church, many high officials, don't want to hear it. All right, Jess, let's get to our beloved Bishop Joseph Strickland. Who is the bishop investigating Bishop Strickland on behalf of the Pope? Let's get into that, Jess. So in order to understand the gravity of this situation, you need to know about former Bishop Gerald Kikanis of Tucson, Arizona. Yes. And the controversy that surrounded him for many years. Yep. By now, you've all heard the, the, the news of the Vatican's investigation into Bishop Joseph Strickland of Tyler, Texas, a bishop who has, at least for Orthodox Catholics in America, taken on the mantle of Bishop Fulton Sheen as America's bishop. That's right. For those who have been aware of Pope Francis' reign of terror in the Vatican and, and Sheen, for example, Number one, the cancellation of Cardinal Raymond Burke. Number two, the shunning of Cardinal Joseph Zen. Number three, the shocking rebuke of Cardinal Robert Seurat. <laughs> Number four, the dismissal of Cardinal Mueller. Number five, the news of this investigation into Bishop Strickland not surprising, and certainly full of foreboding. The latest news we have at this time about the visitation phase, where the Vatican had Bishop Dennis Sullivan of Camden, New Jersey, and former Bishop Gerald Kikanis of Tucson, Arizona, is that the interview portion is complete. But in order to understand the gravity of this situation, you need to know about Bishop Kikanis a former auxiliary bishop of Chicago. Hikanis was the head of Catholic Relief Services back in 2012 when they were funding pro-abortion groups. When LifeSite and American Life League 
pointed out that CRS, Catholic Relief Services, was funding major pro-abortion groups like Population Services International, which markets abortion drugs in the developing world. He, Kikanis, defended the 2.7 million grant to the abortion giant saying, oh, it was for malaria prevention. <laughs> and then Kikanis bashed LifeSite News for misinformation. And Kikanis even cut a major Catholic Relief Service printing contract with the husband of the head of the American Life League in retaliation. That makes sense. <laughs> oh now, <laughs> at the U.S. Bishops Conference back in 2018, Bishop Kikanis was, am was among a rat pack of bishops and cardinals wanting to change the bishop's voter guide to downplay abortion as a primary concern. Joining Kikanis was a who's who of the most unfaithful bishops in America, including Bishop, now Cardinal Robert Mac McElroy, San Diego, Bishop John Stowe of Lexington, Kentucky, and of course, Chicago Cardinal Blaise Supich. But Kikanis was bad news long before <laughs> everything that I just told you. Oh, yeah. Already back in 2006, pro-lifers in his diocese of Tucson, Arizona, were concerned about him supporting pro-abortion politicians. And remember, back in 2010, Kikanis was all set to become the president of the USCCB. Boy, do I remember that. <laughs> The homosexual pushing rainbow sash movement endorsed by him. Kikanis mm -hmm. was vice president, and it was customary to go from vice president to president. But he was so controversial that Cardinal Timothy Dolan was appointed instead. <laughs> Hooray. <laughs> However, Kikanis' history on priestly sexual abuse was likely the final nail in the coffin of his failure to be approved to take the top spot in the USCCB. And before becoming Bishop of Tucson, Kikana served as a rector of Mundelein Seminary in Chicago. <laughs> During his time there, he allowed future child molester, Father Daniel McCormick, to be ordained despite allegations of sexual misconduct. Terry, you want to pick it up from there? Yeah, and I know Bishop uh, Kikanis because I'm originally from Tucson, Jess, and my cousins, uh, this guy's a disaster to the diocese. They, they went and bankrupt the diocese. So Bishop Kikanis recently defended himself against the allegations of wrongdoing by saying, I never received any allegation, report, or concern about McC McC McCormick during his seminary years at Mundelein that involved sexual abuse of anyone. But the National Catholic Register, these are documents, have pointed out that Kikanis was at least aware of, Mc, of McCormick engaging in consensual homosexual acts while intoxicated, if not actually illegal abuse. According to the NCR article, Kikanis commented on these early experiences by saying, evaluation indicated that the nature of the experience he had related was experimental and developmental, although it indicated that the drinking might be a concern. Yeah, he said, I'm really concerned about his drinking. 
when the guy's acting acting as a homosexual acts. I mean, if this guy's uh, and this guy's going to come and and uh, evaluate Strickland, I'm sorry, that that just doesn't make any sense. So that is who Pope Francis sent to investigate Pope Bishop Joseph Strickland, and that just you know earns me because I'm like, wait wait a minute, why would you put a fox in charge of the chicken coop? And this guy is not a guy of high character. So you know, I just question that, right. Jesse. Yeah. Because like like most good men, good bishops are very trusting people, and therefore they do not suspect ill intent of those who they meet. However, among those who are living corrupt lives, okay, their suspicion is the name of the game. They tend to distrust everyone, distrust everyone, because they themselves are not worthy of trust. So when you have a man like Bishop Kakanis doing the investigation on Bishop Strickland, yeah, to say the least, it's very, very concerning. Jess? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm concerned about it. It's just like, what? This guy is a disaster. First of all, he's going to, his bankrupt, bankrupt diocese that he uh, ran himself is now questioning Strickland, who has a stellar uh, track record financially. Uh, vocations are going through the roof for their diocese. Again, Tucson, zero. So you've got a guy who doesn't have what I call credibility. You know what it reminds me of, Jesse? When I played ball, I, and, and some hitting coach would come in, and the hitting coach never played baseball. And when he did play as a little kid, he was he never made it to the team. He always sat on the bench. And now he's going to give me pointers on how to hit baseballs. It makes no sense. Continue. Yeah. To me, the, the, the best line is, is this paragraph. Okay. Again, I know you read. Is it like most men, good men, yeah. good bishops are very trusting people. I know you're, yeah. but it's, it's worth saying again. And therefore... Sure. Do not suspect ill intent in those they meet. However, those who are living corrupt lives like Hecanus, yeah. suspicion is the name of the game. Yeah. They tend to distrust everyone yeah. because they themselves are not worthy of trust. Yep. That describes these modernist bishops like Hecanus. Exactly. So when a man like Bishop Hecanus doing the investigation on Bishop Strickland, boy, oh boy, Houston, we got problems. <laughs> While Bishop Strickland might believe it's going to be fair, I, I find that hard to believe. So does Terry. Yes. Rather, we think that from our experience of watching these things play out over the last, you know, Terry, 40 years, me, 30 years of apostolic court ministry. Yes. Uh, bad. Here's, here's what I see, Terry. Tell me, Jess. Bad bishops, bad bishops conspire against good ones to have them removed. Isn't that what we've seen? Yeah, and this is a concern we have, Jesse. And I think that Canon 2.12 gives us this power to ask the question, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why are we going after a good, holy bishop when you've got so many dioceses that are not doing any vocations, that they're dying, they're getting financial problems? There's so many out there like that, and then they go after the good guy? I, I question what's yeah. going on as a layman. And I'm saying, time out. Let's evaluate what is here. And I think most people who have their eyes open will see that this is a travesty. Yeah, Bishop Strickland is a hero for to all, all of us Orthodox Catholics in America. He not only stands for life and family, faith and freedom with dignity and a deep love for Christ. He's courageous even when he knows it may cost him. This, this, that's what saw him come that's right. to Los Angeles a diocese that he has nothing to do with, really, right. to defend the dignity of Catholic nuns and pray for deliverance uh, from anti, an anti-Christian spirit invading America over Catholics there. His great love for the faithful 
and for Pope Francis is what led him to publicly correct the That's Pope. That's right. That's a love. That's that true quote, love. Yep. It, it is time for me to say that I reject his program of undermining the, the deposit of faith, follow Jesus, close quote. In other words, what's he, what's he talking about, uh, Bishop Strickland, that Pope Francis is trying to, uh, his program of undermining the deposit of faith? I'll give you an example of what that looks like. The synod of synodality. Yep. Check. How about the three Abrahamic religious temples built in Abu Dhabi? Check. What about the Pachamama idolatry? Check. What What about teaching don't proselytize other religions? Check. Yeah. Wow. Right, well, pray for Bishop Strickland. We've got the novena going on. Our Father, Hail Mary and a glory be in some act of charity for nine days starting yesterday for protection. we got to go to bat for our bishops. When we come back, we'll talk about horrible things that went on in New York City. You won't want to miss Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. My final comment about Bishop Strickland. I remember Bishop Athanasius, excuse me, not Bishop Athanasius, St. Athanasius in the 4th century. He said something, Jesse, that caught my attention. He said, they, uh, they can have the churches, we have the faith. And sometimes I wonder about our hierarchy. And I know Strickland said that on public uh, YouTube about his own bishop's conference. Like, Gentlemen, what do we believe? Do we believe in the supernatural faith? And sometimes I wonder in the hierarchy of the church if they even believe what I believe. And so, as St. Athanasius said, let them have the churches. We have the faith. All right, Jess, the next topic we got, you tell us what's going on in New York. A drag marching, marches spark outrage. Uh, what, were they, what were we outraged about? Let's talk about what they call pride event. They're basically a homosexual parade. And they're saying things like, we're coming for your children. They were immodestly dressed. And what I mean by that is uh, it would have been uh, illegal for them to dress the way they did unless they were being uh, given special attention. Jess, what actually happened I, in New York? Let, let, let me, let's, let's, turn, let's turn this around a bit. Okay. Let's just say a bunch of Catholics yeah. were marching in the streets naked yeah. and doing what these, these transgenders do. They're all Catholics. Then, okay. you know. Yeah. Catholic symbols and yeah. of course it would never happen. I'm saying hypothetical. Yeah. Every Catholic would be arrested and they should be. Of course. For doing something like that because that's called by natural law indecent exposure. Everybody knows that. Yep. But because they're victims, they're a victim class we live in a victim class society. Oh, we're homosexual. We're transgender. Special we get special privileges. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what you know. Where that comes from? Tell that, me, Jess. That comes from Marxist. That's from comes right from out of the Paul book. Marx. Yep. Yes, right out of his playbook. So the LGBTQ activists. Every time I read an article, they have one more letter to their added <laughs> to their title. Yeah, I can't keep up. They participated in New York's city's annual drag march on, on, on a Friday, and it sparked outrage for chanting. Here it is. They're not even hiding it anymore. No, they're not. This oh. is what's brutal. We're, we're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children, close quote. Wake up, mom and dad. Uh, wow, now, type, if, if just for this alone, Terry, yes, no American right. 
should ever vote for a Democrat candidate again. If, if, if for just one reason alone, this is it right here. Because the Democrats support this movement from beginning to end. And Joe Biden and is I, the I, big cheerleader I, for him. Yep. Go ahead. Yeah. And I just, I scratch my head. Yeah. How in the world? To wake up. Yes. Uh, I, I'm trying to find something redeeming within this party. Yeah. Abortion, nah, not so much. Medical marijuana, no, nah, I don't think so. Euthanasia, no, I don't think so. Uh, you know, cloning, no, I don't think so. Uh, you know, endless wars, no, I don't think so. Terry, everything that they touch, the party of death, as Cardinal Burke calls them, they destroy. And now they're not even hiding it, Terry. Yeah. They're coming after our kids with impunity. This should unite Catholics, Protestants, Jews, Muslims, and people of goodwill all over this country to throw them out of office the yeah. next election. Well, Every single one of them. Yeah, Jesse, let's be honest. You hit below the belt. When you attack our children, mom and dad in the, ha in the past says you crossed the line. We see it in schools all over the country saying, you're abusing my children. I'm not going to let you do that. I saw the material you're giving about, you know, drag queens. I don't want any of that. So I think that this is actually going to backfire because mom and dad who have an inner uh, common sense to say, I got to protect my kids. You, you mess with my kids, you're done. And I hope and pray that this will backfire on them. And I hope it backfires for the whole country so that we go back to Christian, uh, Christian principles of morality because that's the only way America will be saved. No government, no party. It's got to be Jesus Christ because his teaching on morality on the family will turn this country around. And again, an immorality yeah. is something that's been injected into our society through communism. That's right. Those are one of, these are one of the, 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 the communist manifesto is they have to destroy destroy patriotism. <laughs> they have to destroy uh, uh, <clears throat> the family, and they have to destroy morality. This, this these are right out of the communist manifesto. Yeah. This is right out of Saul Olinsky's rules for radicals. Rules for radicals. Yep. Hey Jesse, isn't it true though? Of America. Yeah. And this this was what concerns me about our Catholic Church because they know when the Catholic Church is weak, like it is right now. They can roll right over us. But I think what's happening now is the laity. I think you said it so well. We keep quoting Bishop Sheen. Who's going to save the church, which in fact will save culture? If we don't have a church to yeah. save, the culture is going to go down. So this is why the communists are attacking the Catholic church as much as they can, because they know we're the last, what they would consider, institution that can stop them from taking over a culture. That's right. The article says the marchers, many wearing flamboyant dresses and clothing, walked through Tompkins Square Park in the East Village Friday night as part of the city's Pride Month celebration. Mm -hmm. The video of the march shows people laughing and joining in with the cheeky chant, including one dancing topless woman. Yep. Others can be heard chanting, quote, we're here, we're queer, we're not going shopping, close quote. The, the festive marches continued, end, continued 
ended their march at the iconic Stonewall Inn in Greenwich Village. That's the, the controversial chant incensed conservatives who condemned the marchers Jeez. as the video spread on social media. Now, Re- Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, Republican from Georgia, tweeted in a response to the clip, uh, said, this movement grooms minors to have mastectomies and castration and fuels a multi-billion dollar medical child abuse industry. Well said, Marsha Taylor. God Green. bless her. Uh, pa- pass, she also said, pass the Protection Children's Innocent Act. Let kids be kids. Yeah, there she's a firebrand. We need her. I, we do need her. And Jesse, yeah, Jesse, do you know what blows me? Referencing a bill in Congress. Yes. She, 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 let me. She, she's referencing referencing a bill in Congress. Yes. That would make it a felony to perform any gender affirming care on a minor. Yeah, and we need that because we have to go to bat for our kids. And uh, God bless her for that. I go back to again the confusion in the culture that we're living in. When they don't know the meaning and purpose of life, these people are all about pleasure, okay? They, and let's just be honest about homosexuality. I love people who have same-sex attraction, okay? Because that's what their trial is, okay? But they have to be chased just like I'm a chaste married man. But what's, what's happening is we've thrown out right and wrong, as Fulton Sheen said at the beginning of the show. When you don't have any morals or any boundaries— even apply it to a football game. There's no out of bounds. We can go anywhere we want with that football. We'll run and take it. My touchdown's over here because I said it. See, this is the culture we're living in. There's got to be discipline. There's got to be structure. And Christianity, specifically Catholicism, has a very disciplined life. And it's all about doing God's will, not my own will. These people who are marching it's all about me, myself, and I, and whatever pleasure I can get. And think about this, Jesse. Those people live short lives because they're infected with diseases that, you know, God will forgive them if they ask for forgiveness, but nature never forgives. And so we're That's doing right. them a favor, brother, by pointing out to, to them and saying, not only are you endangering the salvation of your soul, but you're shortening your life, you're infecting... You know, there's there's people in this industry that they're in that go around trying to infect people that aren't infected, and they get a, a rise out of that. That's how wicked this has become. And so we need to give them the truth with charity and clarity. Terry, uh, you, you nailed it. And I'll tell you, uh, the article ends here by saying, Eterna Jenna, Jenna Ellis. Yeah who briefly was a member of former President Donald Trump's legal team, tweeted, remember that that thing they said they totally are not doing. Yeah. Uh, close quote. This is what evil looks like, yeah. said conservative podcaster Graham Allen. And many online users pointed out that the chant was more than likely a joke in response to accusations of pedophilia among the, among the drag community from the right. The intention is to provoke, said one user who disagreed. Sadly, this will continue to determine the view of the gay community who fought so hard to be accepted. This is not acceptable, somebody else wrote. New York City will cap off its Pride Month celebrations with its massive annual parade on Sunday 
to commemorate the 1969 Stonewall riots. Wow. A pivotal moment in the American LGBTQ community's history when they came out of the closet and went mm-hmm. public. I'll tell you something, tell Terry, me. that where this is never going to fly. Never. No. I know there are 51 Muslim countries in the world. Yeah. Guess what? They have long jail terms and even the death penalty for homosexuality and sodomy yep. and for same-sex marriages. Islam is never going to cave in on this. Also, I'll tell you, somebody else who's not going to cave in on this, and I know from having worked in, in a jail for many years. Uh, penitentiary inmates, if they live kind of by the law of the jungle. Oh, it's horrible down there. But yep, they when, do it. You go, when you go to state prison, yep. they find out what you're in there for. Yep. If you're in there for child molestation, oh, you're you're in trouble. The 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 term in, te- in state prison is that is that okay? We got to take care of this guy. Yep, Harry, they will rape you until until there's nothing left of you. They'll rape you to death there, and as they're raping you, they'll say, "How does this feel? Did the kid like this when they were you were doing this to them?" Yeah, yeah. They, they live by natural law in state prison, Terry. Yep, they yep. They take care of these people, I'm telling you. You got it. we come back, we're going to shift gears to how do we deal with praying for our enemies? Stay with us, family. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. You know, during these breaks, many times Jess and I get phone calls, we get texts, and we're responding. You know, we, it's amazing. A woman just called us, Jesse, and said that you saved, we saved her life from suicide. And I said, really, what happened? She says, well, I was very depressed and I was suffering greatly. And you guys were starting to talk about what is redemptive suffering, and I never understood that. So when you explained it to me that I could unite my suffering with the sufferings of Christ, it gave me a purpose back into my life. And I just want to thank you. And she just got off the phone with me and said, I want to be a monthly donor. Jesse, any good that we do comes from God and we thank him for it. But over the years, both of us have had these kinds of situations where someone says, you saved my life. No, God used me to give you you the message that he wants you to hear a biblical worldview, that's what saved your life. But yeah. Jesse, this happens. Am I right? I mean, I know several times in your own life, people have called you to tell you that very thing. Am I right? Yeah, Terry. Uh, I mean, this happens. Last week when I was going to, the co- last week when I was going to Chicago, flying to Chicago, uh, I, w- I was sitting next to a black uh, lady, mm-hmm. half my age, yeah. who was uh, a a former Protestant and a Jew, yeah. and I saw her reading her Bible, yeah. the King James Bible, and I looked at her and I said, "Oh, that's good. You're reading God's Word." I said, "Good for you. I'm doing my morning prayers as well." So, yeah. He goes, "Oh, really?" She said, "You believe in the Bible?" I said, "Yeah, I'm a Catholic Bible teacher." I'm. A... She says, "Oh, I'd like to ask you some questions after." So she finished <laughs> I love it. the readings. I I did my morning prayers in the plane. Anita's next to me as well. Yeah. Um, and so she began asking me. I used to be a Protestant, but. Uh, you know, she, 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 I used to be a, 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 a Pentecostal Christian. She, mm-hmm. They didn't use the word Protestant, you know that. Yeah, of a bad word for them. Right. And I said, uh, I said, really? I said, so why did you leave the New Testament Christianity for the Old Testament? I said, and she said, well, it's because of this whole Trinity thing. 
So I sat there, and again, it, here, that this is why it's so important to know your faith. Oh, absolutely. Biblically. Yes. Biblically. Yes. So with her Bible, I started showing her the Trinity in the Old Testament, and I started explaining things to her she, and she, that she'd never seen as as a black Protestant Christian all her life. She goes, none of my pastors ever showed me any of this. I started showing her the verses very simply were in the Old Testament where God speaks in a plurality of terms. Yes. Like when he says, uh, for example, in Genesis 126, let us make man in our image. I said, "Let." why is God speaking like this? God's not transgender, is he? <laughs> let us. No, no, no. Of course God's not transgender. God, you know, God is God. Of course God. He's genderless. I said, so why is he saying us? I said, see, our Christian understanding is that there's a trinity of persons that this is this is the Godhead speaking one to another amongst this 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 holy triad. Right. And uh, she, he, I said, if God was a solitary being, this would make sense. God saying, let us. Let's look at this verse. So I showed her another one where God said, uh, let us come down to the earth because the people are wicked. I said, why is God speaking like this? Let's. So I'm taking her. You know, uh, Proverbs chapter thirty, verse four. Uh, what is his name? What is his son's name? Mm-hmm. So I'm taking her to all these verses that she's never seen as a Protestant right. that give strong indications that God is a trinity of persons. And she looked at me after. She says, I'm not sure if I'm going to go back to the that church that I used to go to, <laughs> but I want to know, I want to know, I want to know what church you go to. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I gave her my address. I, I hope you gave her our card to download our app. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I said, you want to hear me on the radio here? Yeah. I said, go go to this website, VMPR. You can hear me twice a day. He <laughs> goes, I've never, she goes, I've been a Christian all my life. Up wow. until recently, wow. when I became a Jew, she goes, none of my pastors have ever sat down and explained to me what you just did in 45 That's minutes. Awesome. Because, you know, it was quite a, and so again, uh, all, all these encounters, Terry, they're not, uh, they're not uh, coincidences. No, it's God's providence. Yeah, and Jesse, just now while you were telling that story, other people just texting me saying, you, you know, other people saying, I'm one of those two that you saved my life. So we, we say this. This is why here at vmpr.org we want to share the gospel with clarity and charity. Jess, we got a few more minutes about how do we – I just want to yeah. sh- shift gears to praying. Oh, go ahead, Jess. Yeah. Hit, hit me. Yeah, let me just say one more thing. Sure, hit it. I guess, you know, good, good, news, good news stories are always welcome. I know, they're in radio especially. Everybody, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And so after I get picked, uh, after I get dropped off in Chicago, Anita and me, we take a, an Uber to the hotel. Sure. A Muslim Uber driver picks Oh, up. I got to hear this. And, keep and, going. And, Let's keep going. Yeah. This is great. And it, 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 Terry, it just happens. It, it happens constantly to yep. me. Yep. And my, <laughs> so he looks at my crucifix. Uh, on my chest, yep. you know, the, the St. Benders that I always wear. And uh, he's, oh, you're a Christian. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I can tell by the way he talked and the way he looked. I could tell he was a Muslim from the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm a Catholic Christian. I said, I, 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 and you, are you probably Islam. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm from Tunisia. I'm Muslim. And we began talking. I said, um, yeah, I said, uh, I, I, I think that as Catholics, I said, I have an advantage by believing in Jesus. Oh, really? Well, an advantage? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. I said, I'll tell you why. You, 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 you know, we got 20 minutes before we get to You want to hear why? He goes, sure. Absolutely. I, I never hear a Catholic talk like you. Never, never hear a Catholic talk like you. I said, okay. 
So what I did to is, is is I do the side by side comparison of Muhammad and Jesus. Oh and yeah, really effectively. And my wife looked at me. She goes like, "Oh man, this guy did, this guy has no idea what he just got himself into." Yeah, you my got husband. that right. And it says, she's in the back seat, you know, she's <laughs> praying, you know, you know, that the Holy Spirit come upon him. Yep. But she's kind of snickering too because she knows like, man, my, this guy just he, this guy stepped in a, into into oh into yeah, car, you know. So well, I started saying, okay, let's look at Muhammad and Jesus. So I went down the line, Terry. Perfect. 12 points. Yep. Birth, miracles, exorcisms, yep. teachings, resurrection, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, uh, fought in military wars, mm-hmm. how, many pe- how many wives he had, how many people you killed. I'm just going, I'm comparing both of them, and his eyes are opening up like, wow. wow. Yeah. He goes, you really know the Quran. He goes, <laughs> You just taught me some things. He goes, I've heard of some of those things, but you actually know the chapter in the Quran where it's at. I said, yeah, I, I do. Uh, and so I, I just did a side-by-side of awesome. Muhammad, and especially I emphasized the resurrection. I said, look at, I forget what his name was. I said, if I'm right, I said, I said, and Jesus Christ rose from the dead. I said, nobody denies this. I said, the, they first, the, the first people that started denying the resurrection were Catholic liberals in the 18th century in the French Enlightenment movement. Right. It was apostate Catholics were the first ones that began to say, yeah, you know what, we think that this never really happened. I said, the resurrection is so well documented in history and in tradition. Uh, I said, and this is why I'm a Catholic Christian, because I follow a living Savior, not a dead prophet. Oh, Terry, that I love that. Yeah, I wish really, it was recorded because Jesse, you've done this many times, <laughs> and and you know what, Jess, we need to emulate what you just did. Yes, of course, and you that was what, God's providence. You know, you know what I'll do? You Tell know me. what I'll do? Maybe you know what tomorrow for yeah. one segment, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll do exactly what I do what I've done several times. Yep. For like like segment two. Yep. It'll, it'll, it'll well you you play you play a taxi driver. And then we'll just play it out, and we'll do that for segment two. So you it's important it. for the audience. No, it is important. Say, hey, yeah, and they can play it over and so, over again. We'll put it on YouTube. We'll get many people to to emulate that. That's yeah, the best way I, to I do think it. It's important. It is very important. Yeah, yeah, very important. And you know what, just the, the storytelling. Yeah. This is how our Lord taught by storytelling, and that's why here at VMPR stories are king. And thanks, Jesse, for sharing that. Uh, and just just a quick note, you were a, over the weekend because I want people to know where you were in Chicago. You were at an a, at a conference for the canceled priest, correct? Yes. And tell us how that went. Canceled priest. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of speakers there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Doug Berry, Newski, Doug Berry, John Henry Weston, Good. Kennedy Hall, who just wrote that book on the SSPX. Yes. Uh, 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 yeah, there was there was a lot of uh, Janet Smith. Oh, she's uh, a good girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they had there's a lot of uh, high powered speakers there, and and uh, and I'll tell you, it was in support of so many holy priests around the country, Terry, that are being canceled, not for not for molesting kids, no, Terry, no, not for you know, uh, not for doing things in violation of the sixth and ninth commandment. For speaking Orthodox in the on the pulpit during homilies, wow. this is why they're canceled, and that's why we were there, Terry, to honor them, to raise money for them. Because I'm going to tell you, 
this will be the, 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 the priests that are going to save the Catholic Church when the church goes underground because these people are, they're, they're ready, man. They've got their cassocks on. They've got their breviary. They're ready to serve Holy Mother Church. And when the church, if our church ever goes into the catacombs, these will be the, what I would call the frontline Catholic priests. And so, and unfortunately, Terry, their numbers are growing. I don't say that. No, sadly, it is. It is. I, I'm, I'm sad to say that. And Terry, you know many of them. I do. I do. And it, matter of fact, we pray here at the chapel every Thursday for our priests. Uh, part of the way of uh, making expiation and reparation for these things that have happened to these priests, that we pray that they will be good sons of the church and proclaim the perennial teachings of the church. So we need to pray for them and support them. And I think, Jesse, if people just put canceled priests, what's the website that people can support them with? Do you do you have that on the tip of your tongue? Uh, yeah, it, 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 it's, uh, no, I don't. But if you Google canceledpriest.org, I just Google cancel priest. Yeah, right I think they'll get it that way. Yeah, and support them because yeah, I think it's like cancelpriest.org. These these men yeah. took the uh, took the hit because of their orthodoxy because they would not compromise. Very no, like and you know yes, something about all these orth, these cancel priests. Yeah, all of them were Catholic. Yes, traditional. All of them know the traditional Latin mass. Of course, yes. And there's it, a common there's a common denominator to all of them being canceled. And many of them are canceled because they moved the Blessed Sacrament back into the center of the church, or they put <laughs> communion rails in. I mean, that's what you're you're canceling them for. Uh, but these other guys can be putting out all kinds of of immoral teachings that are not true of the church, and they're given audiences with the Pope, like Father James Martin. Yeah, we know something's wrong. We need to pray, get on our knees, and make prayers for our leaders in our church because many of our leaders appear, from up, from just seeing it, that they don't get the supernatural life of following Jesus Christ and not staying with the world, but against the world, the devil and the flesh. Jess Romero, what state should we be living in, brother? Terry, last, I'm in Kansas, but we live in the state of grace. Not Kansas, Arizona, New York, Texas. But we're, we're not called to live in a state of mortal sin. Right. Be holy or die trying. Or as Jesus says, put your hand on the plow and don't look back. And remember Our Lady of Fatima said souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. Would you please pray an Our Father, a Hail Mary, and a Glory Be and make some act of penance and apply that to Bishop Joseph Strickland's protection? Thanks again for doing that. God love you.